You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 121 for the week of October 6th, 2013. Welcome back to the longest running podcast dedicated to George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series and occasionally HBO's Game of Thrones. As usual, this is Ashley. And this is Amin, and we're joined by our recurring special guest. Oh, do I say my name? Sure. No. <laughs> Hi, it's <laughs> Laura slash. I haven't been on the forums in a while, but I was Cosme on the forums. <clears throat> I was in the Canadian episode. It's going to be Canadian ep- Canadian version three or something. Yeah, and I was on that like <laughs> three-hour Blackwater episode too, mm. <laughs> with like a hundred people, special guest star. <laughs> Uh, and I guess Canadian episode uh, makes sense this time with the U.S. government being shut down, mm-hmm. um, which is why Kyle and Mimi couldn't make it uh, today. They're involved with Congress. <laughs> <laughs> Some important Senate meetings. <clears throat> so what we're going to do today is continue our chapter uh, reread of The Clash of Kings, the longest running reread of Clash of Kings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe you guys were still here when you sent me the chapter <laughs> summaries. I was like, Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually rereading your Dance for Dragons right now, and I'm almost done it. And I'm just <laughs> like, I want to talk about this, but it's like, that won't be for like another eight years. <laughs> I know. I was rereading um, Storm of Swords, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like Brand, because Brand's learning about the Three-Eyed Cobra. I'm like, oh, wait, no, never mind. We're still here. I'm like, yeah, Jojen and me. Oh, no, not yet. Yeah. Well, I do hope to, uh, like, we, we sometimes bring in people who write essays, and there's a guy I found who writes a lot on Marine and Essos. The Miranese, um Blot, I think, is his WordPress. So, like, he, there's somebody like that we might bring in, then we'll be able to talk about Dance of Dragons uh, yeah. before we actually get them to reread. <laughs> in, like, three years from now. In George's pace, right? So. <laughs> I want to say um, I found evidence to knock out your theory about... Uh, Ned's grandmother being a Bolton, or oh. his mother being a Bolton. It's actually in um, I, when I was rereading Dance with Dragons, it's it's in there uh, at the wedding when they're about to marry uh, Ramsay to Fake Arya. Uh, Roos makes a comment saying that at last our houses will be joined, like at long last. So it makes it gives me the impression that there hasn't actually been a marriage between Bolton and Stark. Well, that would be. A knockout blow, except my theory was that it's from Skagos. <laughs> oh, I thought you said that he, he there, was married that, that to That is Bolton. a theory, though. I'm Bolton oh. one, but I believe the Skagos one. I don't think you like oh. the Skagos one either. <laughs> no, I think that one's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one has more chance than Bolton, though. You're right. This blocks the Bolton one, right? Yeah. But uh, okay. Skagos remains. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite Song of Ice and Fire crack theory is the one um, that... I feel like it originated on this podcast about how Dunks, that girl, the puppeteer from the oh, prequels, yeah. is old Nan. <laughs> is that a this podcast originated I, I think it's, theory? No, I, I don't think it came from here, but I know I've talked about it. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> we didn't independently create it, but it, it's definitely okay. talked about a few times here. I like it because it assumes that just it's like the every old lady in the present day. It's like, oh, it must be, it must be that oh, person. No, because slender is a spear. No, I guess those are the two theories. The one is that it's old Nan, and one is it's Tanzel too tall and the same person. There's a whole mix up. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. I just remember that she was a puppeteer. I haven't read those books in a really yeah. long time. I don't retain. I don't retain any information about them. Well, there's some of those stories about Dunk. She can't tell Bran. He's too young for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I also um. In my reread, I, I came across the mention that one isn't one of the sand snakes' mothers a septa. So I was wondering if maybe that's the septa. Yeah, the blonde book. one. Yeah. 
the I forget her name. Oh, because she has strands, stretch marks, right? So that would match. Yeah, I was wondering maybe she's uh, <coughs> that, but again, that's wouldn't have any relevance really either way. Doesn't everyone think? Oh, I remember reading a thing that that she's uh, what's her face, the Tyrion's ex-wife. Who's well, like, Tyrion's oh. there, so you'd think they'd recognize well, Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. Okay, what am I thinking of? I read um, a, a, a Shara Dane. A Shara Dane, yeah. That's a popular one. That, yeah. I've, no, there's one specifically, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll look it up after the podcast and send it. Because I remember hearing one, and I was like, oh, shit. That'd be cool. I don't know. Cool. I'm just going to go over some podcast news before we go into the chapter recap. First of all, as you probably know, the Flightosaurus, the collector's edition, is out. Now, just for the month of October 2013, it's available to create space in Amazon, which you can get through our podcast store. And actually, all four of the podcast hosts are involved in it I've in, in some way. I mean, Mimi and I wrote essays, Kyle's wrote the afterword, but actually, your, your text is actually in there as part of an interview from 2011. Yay. And you actually said some really good things at an interview, so your, your text will be in print in the collector's edition. <laughs> I can say I've been published. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been published in fan fiction or something, have you? Or just online, I guess. Like <laughs> Fan that? art. Fan art, I yeah. used in fan art. Cool. And the second thing I wanted to mention, half the reason we podcast is because we enjoy podcasting with each other, obviously, like the four of us and, and guests. But the other half is you know having that conversation with the fandom and knowing there's people out there listening uh, motivates to podcast. To podcast. I remember one time we asked, we were talking about iTunes reviews, and then people flooded out and did all these iTunes reviews, and it was really, yeah, that, like, that was amazing. Yeah, like it was really that. touching. Like I really felt like wow, there's people. And this was before we knew like how many subscribers we had, so like that was a huge sign mm-hmm. there. So I, I was gonna ask for. I'm trying to marshal muster the forces of House Manway to help us again uh, this time in regards to um, you know how we won the podcast uh, award at the Geeky Awards, where there's uh, now there's the podcast awards just 2013 podcast awards are open for nomination now um until october 15th and the information will be posted on the on our website it already is right now but it'll be posted with this episode and what you can do is when you go to that website podcastawards.com there's a nomination form you can fill out and you can put the different podcasts you want to nominate you can only do the form once and we're asking if you if you would like to nominate us uh we were directing people to put under people's choice and entertainment so we can have all of them all under the same category uh, because the number of nominations does matter. That's like at least half half of what determines what will go on to the voting stage, and then there'll be a voting stage later in the year, which we'll mention. And when you fill out uh, the nomination form at the bottom, there's a comment space where you can write out what you, what you like about the podcasts uh, in there. But especially since uh, Ashley and Mimi didn't go to that, get to go to that award ceremony, <laughs> so we're pushing this to give them a chance to go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll come as well if we win this. We'll have a meetup and meet people. The ceremony is in January, I believe. So it would be nice to get away from winter. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, if you would like to nominate the podcast, just like go to podcastawards.com or go to our website and we'll have the information up and put Podcast Advice and Fire for people's choice and for entertainment. And you can put any other podcast you want uh, at the same time, but just make sure you do the form only once. And if you're, doing, if you're already doing that anyways and you're a fan of Bastards and Kingsgrave, that's what we're putting under cultural and arts to uh, promote that. And we were going to do Vassals of Kingsgrave, actually. I thought that would be better, but apparently you have to be a year old, and it's not a year old yet, so we switched to promoting Vassals of Kingsgrave. So yeah, the surprises. Let us know. We're marshalling the forces of House Manwitty. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that turns out, and if we make it to the voting stage. <clears throat> okay, just, just to make things even more like interesting, uh, when Mimi made the podcast, she, she was kind of basing it on a MuggleCast, and MuggleCast has won this award a few times, so it really would be a nice gift to Mimi if she if we got this award to be in the same like you know level as MuggleCast. Um, in terms of just podcast news, I am working on getting out video from uh, 
Dragon Con and mm. the other convention I went to that involved cast members. So hopefully sometime this week that will happen. I just seem to be very slow when it comes to trying to edit video. <laughs> <laughs> will you put it on our YouTube then, I guess? Or yeah. The- yeah, so it'll definitely be on the YouTube channel at some point. Excellent. Eventually. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> cool. Okay, that's it for news then. I guess we can uh, move into the chapters. And we are- oh yeah, and, and I, I, met, uh, I mentioned this on the forum, but I met uh, Comic Book Girl 19. And she said she'd still like to be on the podcast. We just got to work out sometime. At Dragon Con, you met her? or? Yep, oh, okay. she was at Dragon Con. Cool. Well, I'm good for any time in November. <laughs> so uh, we'll get in contact with her again and send in any questions, like listeners, any questions you have for a comic book girl. Because I think that'd be fun to have her on She's here. She's super nice and tiny. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so we're good to go into the chapters? Yeah. Cool. Let's see what we got here. So we have... Uh, Chapter 36, Brand 5, which I will uh, summarize uh, is basically well, the, the chapter where we learn a lot about green d- dreams and warging, and there's a lot of foreshadowing of what's going to happen uh, with the Ironborn coming to Winterfell and how green dreams are useless because they can't change them. So that's, that's my summary mm-hmm. of it. So I, I I wrote some notes down so I can move through it if you want, unless we have any comments you want to make yourselves. Unfortunately not. Go ahead, Amin. Okay, let's see what we have here. So we we hear about, uh, this refers to an earlier chapter where, where, where Jojen had a dream about Bran and the phrase eating a feast, and Bran's feast is like good food and the phrase are eating like dead meat, but the phrase mm-hmm. are more happy about it uh, than Bran is. And what's relevant is that's what it comes in a letter from Rob about the Battle of Oxcross. And how Rob's won his battle, but the Stevron Freyd has died. But the Freys, being concerned about succession, are actually happy about that. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then something I didn't pick up when I first read, uh, but I picked up now, is like Sir Stevron was wounded in battle, but then he died three days later in his sleep. And some people think that he was murdered by one of the other Freys. What do you think? Well, they are phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally all of my thoughts on that subject. Well, they are pieces of shit. Yeah. It, is, so. it was not thought to be serious with three days later he died. Like, it would fit it, right? It would fit yeah. murdered. Everybody is just constantly stabbing everybody in this universe, so it would not be surprising. Phrase in particular, yeah. Mm. Then Bran is talking about his dreams, and he hears the, the tree in those dreams calling his name. So I thought that was interesting that it could it could either be Bloodraven or it could be himself in the future or it could just be foreshadowing. It's kind of hard to tell. Or it what could just be the, the trees are like, we know you're going to be one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I always just kind of feel like the trees and like, is it in the godswood or he just hears trees? Mm. Like, I feel like they're not just trees. I don't know. I feel like there's some, some weird magic afoot. Like maybe he has... If it sounds stupid, maybe he has an affinity for trees. I don't know. Uh, I, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not to get not to get real fern gully Princess Mononoke on you here, but yeah. Well, what do you think about Mira? Like not not just in this chapter, but in general. But she seems to be pretty dedicated to Bran and trying to help him out because, like, when they find out about Bran potentially being skinned, she's like, "Well, I'll just go kill Ra- like Reek." <laughs> I ship it. Devoted. But they should have done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I don't like about like in fantasy in general is like when you have these prophecies but you can't change them well then your fate that's is set point. where's your free will yeah. right but then the, the counterpoint which is kind of demonstrated is like so they, they get the prophecy about like these different people drowning 
Mm-hmm. And then two of the people like do nothing, and then Al Belly like starts to like avoid taking baths, and he starts to stink mm-hmm. and stuff. So like they they, they did have the choice whether to do that, <laughs> what route yeah. they take to that final result. But the final result is there. And, and then they tell Sir Roderick about it, and Roderick's like, okay, I won't take Al Belly with us when we go marching. But maybe if he had taken Al Belly with him, then he would have survived. At least he wouldn't have died in Winterfell. So yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's what I hate about prophecies is yeah. that they're just a muddled mess of. Just there to piss the reader off, I feel. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you were recommending the book to your friends to read it for the first time, would you tell them to be like, hey, look at every prophecy and really like try to think what's coming up, or would you just let them read it? Uh, I, I wouldn't mention the prophecies at all. No, I'd probably ask them about it after. Like, hey, what did you think of this? Mm. But I wouldn't want to ruin it. That's the question. Are you ruining it, though? If, if you say just make sure you read into stuff like and think about it like when you see like something think about it i mean i guess it's relevant because the books are not done yet so we should really be looking at everything that comes up mm. in the next few books because look how accurate they were here right i think after they read the book i would be like oh did you do you remember this part that's like really relevant in like book four or whatever you know like because i don't know that's what i like when people do when i finish a book and somebody's already read it they're like oh yeah i read i read a, a theory about this and then this is supposed to be relevant because then it makes you want to go back and read it again mm. And then, like, notice all the stuff that people told you about that you kind of missed the first time around. That's kind of how I read it. Cool. So you keep talking about the third eye. Bran's got to open his third eye. Um, but actually, there's quite a bit. Like, there's not a lot to mention, but quite a bit happens. I mean, the Reek is brought in, which is actually Ramsay. But they bring yeah. in, and, and they almost, like, Ra- Roderick's like, yeah, I want to kill this guy, too, but we got to keep him as a witness. And it's like, no. <laughs> Kill him. No, I know. You wish you could like reach through them through the book and yeah. shake their shoulders and be like, No, what are you doing? Do you know how badly this is gonna turn out? Yeah. Did at any point you guys figure out that he was uh Ramsey and not Reek? No. No, I would think probably not. Did you? I I don't think so. It's so long ago I can't. Especially having remember. both read it pretty like a while ago, right? Like especially at that time you would just pick up it and read. You wouldn't be really looking. Then depth yeah, and somebody picked uh, but I'm sure up. at one at one point I think probably when in Theon chapters when he's hanging out with them I think at that point I was starting to to think something was up. Yeah, I figured something was up, but I didn't connect those dots. I read all of these books like really fast, one right after another, because I was yeah. like I just wanted to finish them all and find out what happened next. So I didn't like the yeah. first read it. I didn't catch on anything. Well, that's the advantage of the series not being done, right? Because we can talk about yeah. it in, de- in detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But seriously, that's the thing. Like, if, it wants, if, if, you, if the series is done and you pick it up, you might read it and just drop it and move on and not get any of this. Yeah, no, I, I love getting into series mm-hmm. mid, mid-progression because I, I love talking about it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's like this big sense of community with like the rest of the fans when, you end, when it ends up finishing. Like, look at what happened when like Lost ended and like Breaking Bad ended. It was like this big thing. Everybody got together and it was like, oh, how is it going to end? So I feel like all the Game of Thrones fans are like that, too. It's more yeah. fun to speculate on the ending with a bunch of people and to get really excited about it as it nears its conclusion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it's a pain. Like, I'm sure when I was reading it, I would have loved to have all the books at once, but then none of this would have happened. I feel mm-hmm. like um, the whole wanting to build a community just to talk about it because it wasn't done and you needed to talk about it, damn it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Like, it, you would have never joined a podcast or something like that, right? Actually, right. Like, I wouldn't have felt I had anything to yeah. talk about. 
You might have done like a single episode on it, like a BOK episode (laughs) (laughs) on Ice and Fire. I feel like it's a part of the reason why it's so popular is because it's been going on for so long. Because do you think if if he had just done like one right after the other for like like finished five five books in five years, say it would have just come out and people would read it, and then it would just sit with the other fantasy books on the shelf that nobody reads? Or do you think because it took like a million years for each book to come out, there was like years and years of people speculating, and then. There is something about building hype for a series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just the anticipation just grows and grows even more to the point where people are like flipping their shit to read the next book. Yeah. Like like with what Breaking Bad did with uh, cutting their last season in half. Yeah, Mad Men is doing that now too and it's a really smart marketing move. It is. So it's Mad Men part sucks. of me. I love Mad Men a lot, but I won't get into that here. <laughs> so much. I used to love it, just then it got more and more boring. And then, I like yeah. it more than Breaking Bad because I am a person. Really? Of, yeah, I am a person wow. of unpopular opinions. Cersei is my favorite character. Uh, Feast for Grows is my favorite book. <laughs> I have many unpopular <laughs> opinions, but I have made peace with them. Yeah, the Feast for Crows one. I mean, like that's another thing. Is it was a, it was a better book with each book until Feast for Crows, which helps. I like I like I like Dorne and I like yeah. Cersei. I like that Cersei is an insane person. Yeah. Feast for Crows and Dance of Dragons are, took the reread to become good. I didn't yeah, like Dance but Dragons that I, much. I really feel that uh, once they combine the two together, it will make a much more satisfying experience. Mm. Yes, probably. I feel like the show will kind of rectify that mistake. Not that it was a mistake, but you know, it'll make it a more no, I'm kind of worried about the show in some ways when it comes to this material because it's yeah, tougher it's material going... to handle. Mm. The next season is this season is going to be great. Like season. Oh yeah, totally. Five. After that, it's going to be a little tricky. Have you? Yeah, have I you... feel like they're probably going to start doing their own thing a lot more and be like, this character isn't good enough, so we'll just completely change it into this character. Have you guys talked about uh, the Red Viper being cast? Do you? Are you on board? Yeah. Um, I think we had mixed feelings. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, he's growing on me. He doesn't look like I thought he would look, but uh, I'm willing to see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. I pictured him being more of like Indian descent looking for some reason in my head, but I like this guy. I feel like he's very charismatic, which I think is important. Yeah, we weren't raging about it either way. We just mentioned like the discussion that was on it, and we're going to give him a chance. Like we haven't even seen yeah. him act yet, right? But I... we did mention like the thing. We didn't ignore the, the controversy that was out there. Mm-hmm. When it happened in my essay in the collector's edition, I added like an epilogue to it where I do cover <laughs> this. And I had, had already written the stuff, and then it was like yeah. epilogue in Sunspear, and I added some stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Want to read that now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's an epilogue. Now right. I got to get on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Um, that's all I have for this chapter, really. I think. That's- <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand chapter. What are you gonna yeah. do? It's a good chapter. No, I never had a problem with brand chapters. I didn't like. But uh, okay, moving on to the second chapter. Actually, before we do that, I guess what what I wanted to try it is like for these rereads to mention the uh, the accompanying MS Paint picture, which I'll put up when I post the episode and it's like have any comments on it because I guess like if we don't get to read the chapter, read the Tower of the Hand summary, and if you don't get to read the Tower of the Hand summary, then you can watch the like see the picture. <laughs> the MS Paint picture. <laughs> to summarize the chapter. We'll see if it does it. So we're looking at uh, the brand one here, drawn by Tom162, and it's pretty cool. Like It has the Cranach men in it, and it has this, the guy stinking from not mm-hmm. taking a bath. Ale belly. So like, now that you've yeah. read the chapter, the, the image makes sense. So that's all I have to say on that. 
Uh, oh, okay. I clicked on the I clicked on the next chapter for a second. Oh, I wanted to say something or ask something else sure. about the last chapter. When when you read it for the first time, did you get when Jojen is talking about oh the sea is coming and it's going to drown people? Like, did you get that it wasn't like it wasn't literally the sea? Uh, I knew that, but I didn't know that the graduates were coming. Like, I still didn't get. It. Yeah, I I feel like someone had told me or like I. I knew, like, I read... I have a really bad habit of spoiling things for myself, so I knew, like, a bunch of things about the series before it was done. So I feel like someone spoiled this for me, but it's it's just, I like it. I feel like it's a good... It's a cool dream. I like weird, crazy dreams in these books. Like, yeah. they're my favorite parts, so... Well, I like how Lewin says, like, there's nothing to be feared of in dreams. Like, he's very secular, and then Jojen's like, yeah. you gotta be scared of your dreams sometimes. Because <laughs> he's like, screw magic. Yeah. The past, the future, the truth. Mm. Uh, and I'm looking at this picture. I really like that the crown of men are dressed like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Where's the picture? I'm not seeing. Well, I posted what a link in here. It's like John's. A, oh, I'm looking. Yeah. In your in I your chat. That's the wrong one, Jake. But and then I, I. Oh, okay. I was in the I was in the memes chat. Not the there's right. a lot in this picture. Like Brand has a three eye, the three third eye on him. There's a crow. Yeah. There's, there's like his beer. <laughs> and he's on a spring. <laughs> he's on it. Yeah, he's on a spring. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's from the saddle. Yeah, maybe. I feel like if you, if you don't read the summary, you won't know what this is about because <laughs> I barely do. And I read yeah, the chapter. You have to read the chapter of the summary to get it. <laughs> what are you asking about, Ashley? I was gonna say who's the beer, but I, I figured it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's what does the beer signify? <laughs> I think it's crotch, but I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, you, you you got it right. Well, yeah, I, I figured out who he was, but oh, yeah. he petting is that Osha? No, 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 that's that's uh, Reek, right? Reek. That's Reek. Okay, I didn't because Osha's in this chapter, but she's not in the picture. Oh, she's not in the picture. Yeah, she was like a prisoner or whatever. Osha's strong in this chapter. She picks up Bran. It's she's stronger yeah. than Hailbilly. So that's one character the TV show set yeah. what they like in my head. Because I just imagine it's Tonks all the time. <laughs> she was never a very memorable character for me. So now she is because of Tonks. All right. So chapter 37, Tyrion 8, I believe. Where uh, the council... like, let's, let's look at the picture because the picture actually summarizes pretty well. The council hears about what happened to Renly and then decide to send Peter Baelish down to be the one to negotiate mm. uh, for them. And the picture is like, why are we believing this guy? Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that Tyrion's two different colored eyes. It's a nice touch. Mm. It's good they remembered that. Yeah, it was drawn by Jackie Deeks. Jackie this Deeks. art project is still ongoing right now for, for A Storm of Swords, so if you want to be mentioned in two years from now on the podcast, <laughs> draw your chapter and get it in. For, for the third book, by the way, Ashley, we're going to see if we can get all the four podcast people to draw something, so if you could awesome. pick up a chapter at some point. At some point, I will. Um, at some point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you should save it, though. Be like, hey, I'm doing this one, but... Uh, Sansa and Hound chapters get picked like that, like so fast. I'm just like, ah. Yeah, just your rank or something. I'm sure if you said, I want this chapter. Yeah, save one for you. <laughs> just try to. Uh, uh, like, mine, mine is so crappy, though. I feel like I want to see their merchants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, no. I want to see Jen Roses. <laughs> so they hear about what happened to Stannis, and there's all these different rumors and stuff. But what happened, which I like because it shows the uncertainty of, of what's going on. Mm. But four fifths of the uh, cavalry went over to Renly. No, sorry, went over the Stannis, but one fifth left, including Loras Tyrell, Randall Tarly, and Mathis Rowan. Like, they're not going to go with Stannis. And Loras stabbed a whole bunch of people because he was mad and sad. 
Most of the foot is at Bitter Bridge, so that's a really key army there. They want to try to get them to their side. The thing that was really interesting in this uh, chapter was like Tyrion basically admits like they have to either send Littlefinger or himself, and they send Littlefinger. But what mm. do you think would have happened if they sent Tyrion? That Joffrey would still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same. He he would have managed to get the deal to get them to marry. Um, I, I can't see how Joffrey's actions would have spread to their camp mm. without um, Littlefinger telling them. Yeah. Um, I don't have any strong feelings on this. <laughs> I think, I think you, you're right. He would have been successful in getting the Tyrells, and the Tyrells would have come with them, and they would have got there. But but the thing is, I think like when Tyrion was key for holding the city as long as it was held, right? And if he's not in the city, the city might actually fall a little bit faster without him there to like, oversee the chain or to let lead the force. Well, Tywin's there, though, right? Mm. Well, Tywin comes in uh, on the, the, and they hit status in the rear, right? Like, they needed Tyrion at the city to like hold the city for long enough for them to get there. Like, they might have oh, got right. there. right, we're too. still on book two. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I, this. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Lysa. And, and I'm like, no, that's the wrong book. But that probably is true. I always forget that Littlefinger is like a mastermind of like a whole bunch of crazy shit. And then, I don't know, maybe would the end of the next book not have happened with like pushing Lysa out the moon door and like him, that whole plan. Like, I don't know. I feel, I, I also like kind of how Littlefinger's like, masterminded a bunch of stuff but it's kind of on the down low for like the first three books and then that when they reveal at the end of the third book it's like nuts so i that's kind of what i didn't like in the show that they showed little finger like at this part and then the book he's like gone and you're like oh what's he doing and you kind of forget (laughs) about him for a little bit you underestimate him and the show it's like oh he's talking to people he's being schemy so i like this decision and sometimes i get tired of Tyrion. so I didn't want to see him do more things and go off somewhere else. I, I think Littlefinger would have been smart enough to leave the city if he was stuck there and status was coming. He probably he would have still gone to the Eyrie or something. Like he'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go." Mm-hmm. go. I think he would have seen like what was coming. Yeah, he probably. I don't know. He's one step ahead of everybody. And uh, like I mentioned before, I've been reading um, a dance, and uh, I just actually read the chapter where they were talking about this scene and. Um, about how he offered to marry Sansa and Ooh. got denied. And I was wondering if maybe that's why he told Joffrey to kill Ned Stark. And if 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 he had have been given Sansa's hand that he would have let wouldn't have bothered. Would that have been the easiest way to marry Sansa though? Well, yeah. <laughs> then they just get married. Easier way. Well, I think that, like uh, I see it as that's that's one of the reasons why he killed Joffrey was because like, he got spurned here by the Lannisters and he's like oh, he doesn't forget that right? Yeah, I mean that's killing two birds with one stone. That's like getting to marry this very young child uh, because you're creepy and getting to kill <laughs> this terrifying kid who's ruining everything and getting more power in the process. So it's like a win-win situation. Yeah, but I just like Littlefinger is not the type to forget being spurned to be like, "Oh, you're too little learn for this." Like, I'm sure he remembered that. That's yeah. How, they, they showed that this in the fifth book how that happened, but in the TV show they just had him be like get manhandled by the guards to give him reason to be <laughs> mad. So, <laughs> well, we find out that the Hound visits whores. How do you feel about that, Ashley? Um, I thought it should have been obvious. <laughs> he doesn't I mean, come on. He just rise while they pat his head. He just wears his helmet when he goes to the whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he gives a damn. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I like the idea of him just going because he wants, you know, I needed somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of those ones who just sits there and cries. He likes I like to tie it because of her tongue. He always goes because of her tongue. 
<laughs> Actually, there's quite a bit of banter between Littlefinger and Varys in this uh, chapter. Mm. Kind of matches like the TV show banter in a way. That was interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty dialogue-heavy chapter. It's not so much like Tyrion thinking about things. It's pretty much a super key chapter because it, it's the basis for the Tyrell Alliance starts here, right? Mm. That's still being felt right in the fifth book. So, and at the very end, Cersei is like acting nice to Tyrion, and Tyrion gets like worrying about that. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's oh, that's you, always a sign, bad sign. Because oh. she thinks she found uh, Alilea or something, or Shay, or is that why? I don't know why. Like she's actually doing that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because I don't know. She doesn't. Probably Tower of the Doesn't she just doesn't want Tyrion going to Highgarden? No, I think she did. She well, actually did want him to go to, to Highgarden because I would get rid of him. Yeah, it's true. She, she right. wanted him out of the city, but and then, she doesn't then, trust him. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for the chapters. I don't really have many comments on them. Like they were good chapters, but. Are we done with them, I guess? We would wrap up? <laughs> no, I'm looking okay. through my Kindle. Uh, I really think horror and slobber are great nicknames. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. I laugh every time. And totally unrelated to this chapter, but I'm still convinced that the brother in Cersei's weird prophecy is Jamie, and Jamie's going to kill her, not Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Totally. I will, I will be very surprised if that doesn't happen by the end. Or maybe it's like a double psych out. <laughs> she it has, does end up. She never met. Oh man! Like somebody random kills her. Peter oh, Bailey. Maybe kills Tyrion her. has like ba- no, Tywin has bastards or something, and yeah, <laughs> one of them shows up. Kills her, and then he's like, "Oh, I was your brother all along." That'd be funny. But uh, Jamie fits so well because especially because he only has the one hand too. Yeah, I know. It. I that's why I like. <laughs> I like when in these books we know things the characters don't. And we're all like, yeah, no, come on, come on, girl, totally not Tyrion. Well, I mean, it's oh, not bad just... to have a, a short episode of Piranha stuff to say, like I can. <laughs> trying to think. I, yeah, rem- I, mean... I remembered uh, the 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 Septa Lamor theory. So there was a theory, and I I reread it on Howard of the Hand, and I realized it's a stupid theory, but I thought it was interesting at the time. But it's the that she's Liana, which I don't think is true, but uh. There's a couple of paragraphs on it. I feel like they tried. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I'm pretty sure Lyanna's dead. Yeah, they're basically saying because she's been pregnant and she's highborn and she's taking care of one of Rhaegar's kids. So it's like, oh, that's maybe why she wants to be. But then, like, why does she give a shit if, like, Jon Snow's her kid? Like, wouldn't she try to find a way to be near the wall? If she wants to take care of one of Rhaegar's children, like why would you take care well, of one of your? And Ned brought her body back to Winterfell. Yeah, <laughs> and Ned was there. Like it's one of those ones. That's just like, what do they think? Yeah. Well, someone says it's true that Ned Stark never explicitly remembers Lyanna dying, and therefore her continued existence remains a possibility, albeit a remote one. No, I think it's a pretty remote one. Yeah. 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 No, I I think I read something else that was a better. Uh, Exploration. Uh, I think Ashara Dane has a better chance at yeah, that point. A far bigger chance, I think. Ashara Dane is such a like red herring. Like it's nothing to do yeah. with it at all. Like it's gonna be like a completely pointless character that people are still theorizing about. That doesn't mean anything. But no, I feel like she's probably one of the Sand Snakes' moms. Cool. Well, I'm gonna wrap up and then I'll pull in Carly to talk about the convention for a bit, and then we'll be done. Like that'll be after show. I guess probably is easier. Okay.
Or I guess you'll pull it. No, I'll just make it after show. Uh, no, let's make it main show. <laughs> okay, we'll pull it in here. Okay. You haven't gone to the you, the you you you're not going to convention this year, right, Laura? Like uh, the, convention. The the Ice and Fire convention. Yeah. It's in like where is it? Like the states, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. The states might be locked. I I might not be able to get there. We might all be there <laughs> by then. Um. No, probably not because I don't know what I'm doing at that point in time. But uh, if you can buy tickets up until like a month before, it's sold out. <laughs> yeah, you can put it on your wait list though. We might get in. There's people quitting it, uh, but I would recommend joining it because it's, it's worth. Like it's it was a lot of fun. Like you learned to ice and fire. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna wrap up the episode. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you for joining us, Lara. Good to have oh. you on here as usual. So check us out on the website, on Twitter at APOIF, on Tumblr and on DeviantArt. And uh, hopefully one of the next episodes we'll hear about how Mimi and Kyle's meeting and the meetup went. Oh, this means that we will all have indirectly met each other now. <laughs> yep. Because nobody else has met Mimi, right? Right. So now, yeah. so now I've met Amin, Amin's met Kyle, and Kyle will have met Mimi. It's, oh. it's complete the circle. <laughs> and Mimi has to meet you. And then yeah. it ends like it needs to be tied up. Well, that's what, that's why we're talking about the Vegas Awards thing. Oh, um, that's on podcastawards.com. Oh. Get the four of us meeting. Yeah, like, the circle must be closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe like that'll be too much bandwidth in one place though. <laughs> too many get together, it causes a rip in the space-time continuum. Yeah, too much not awesome in one place. <laughs> they need to protect the realm by not being in one place at the same time. Cool. <laughs> All right. I guess. Next time. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for joining us, Laura. That was good. Thank you for having me. Watch Attack on Titan, right, Laura? Oh, I have no idea what that is. Okay, so we're going to move into that. I'm going to bring Carly in for a bit of after show here. Yeah. I wish to that. Your endeavors uh, about reviewing that. Yeah. (laughs) So thanks for joining us, and I'll let you know when the episode is out. Cool. Bye. Bye. I'm going to pull Carly in uh, here. We'll talk for a bit, then take our break for BOK. Okay. Okay. Uh, People, Carly. Still going, it is good. Hello? 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 <laughs> can you hear us? Well, yes, I can. Uh, good. Hello, Amina and Ashley. Yeah. Hello. You're officially on the after show of a podcast of West Fire. So. <laughs> oh, this is the after show now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I was going to be a bastard of King's Grace. Oh, yeah, so we're going to do that, too. We're, we're going to use you for all your worth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Okay. <laughs> is my um, is my microphone okay? Am I coming through without too much um, trouble? You, I have a lot of background from yeah, you. Yeah, a bit of background. Okay. So maybe Hold on, let me play with some settings. I have just recently moved, and so this is the first time I've tried Skype with this internet provider. 
It sounds like you're in the middle of a storm. All right, hold on, hold on. Well, she's, she was Asha Granger, remember? She cosplayed Asha. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh. Go first. Whatever you're doing, do the opposite. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. You guys are my guinea pigs, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's all right. We're used to this. Uh, oh, mute. Getting good. Isn't that good, Ashley? Yeah, that got better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Okay. Okay, so what we're gonna do is, I guess we're just gonna chat for like a minute or two about the convention, how it was and stuff, or like anything that comes to mind, and then we'll take a break and then do be okay. All right, sure. But like first, I want like you were the person that that made the uh, what was that the cards against Westeros thing. I did. I have that dubious honor of yeah. being the yes. evil mastermind behind it. I'm afraid. So, what, so oh what is that again? Let's just refresh on what that thing is. Tell us. Um, Cards Against Westeros is a uh, Song of Ice and Fire uh, specific version of Cards Against Humanity, which is a terribly inappropriate party game. Um, so instead of it just being generically awful, wretched, insulting cards to play with your friends they are uh game of thrones specific generally awful insulting terrible things to play against your friends so uh taking input from the wonderful facebook group and just whatever nonsense we could find straight out of the books and straight out of the show we modified cards against humanity to make it cards against westeros so why was Torment Giant Spain so popular in the cards? <laughs> why why is Torment Giant Spain so okay. So there are about five or six lengthy cards about Torment Giant Spain in the modified deck because in the actual Cards Against Humanity, for some reason the creators really dislike Glenn Beck, and there are many cards describing awful ways that Glenn Beck is being like torn apart by vultures, or boiled <laughs> alive, or just all sorts of awful things. And so, when most of the cards are just one-word actions or one-word responses, uh, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. So instead of Glenn Beck, we have Tormund Giantsbane doing wonderful, dramatic, beautiful feats of strength and yeah. heroism. And I, I enjoy them. I put those in just for me. And everybody else can just deal with it. If you don't so want to play if you don't want to play with the Tormund Giants Banes cards, then you don't have to. So are we playing this again this year? Tormund like, Giants Banes. Everybody wants to play with a handful of Tormund Giants Bane, that's correct. <laughs> um, more than a handful, so <laughs> if you yes. hear him tell it. <laughs> yes. Um, I am definitely bringing it back. I know a lot of people, I sent out the PDF, so a lot of folks have printed their own version. Hopefully, I'd like to make an expansion pack, maybe specifically for the convention, based on all of the wonderful convention attendees and some of the shenanigans we've gotten up to. <laughs> so there were shenanigans. There were shenanigans. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think I might do that, although we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. We can post a link up to the... I think we already did, but we'll repost a link up to the original files. Yeah, it's uh, definitely been popular wherever I've brought it. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, I can't take credit for any of it. It's not my idea. They're not my characters. It's not my books. Tormund Giantsbane is a great guy, but... I mean, it's just stupid fun. And so if everybody else is having stupid fun playing it, then I approve. Go forth and be wretched to each other. (laughs) 
I'm so, bringing it back though. I love it. So. Cool. Yeah. Do, you, do you have any idea like who you're going to cosplay this year? It's way too far ahead, probably. Oh no, I'm afraid it's way too far ahead. I don't know. We'll see what uh, the next season brings because hmm. we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Deep thoughts about costumes. Cool. Sorry. No, that's cool. But I, you you won an award last year, right? I think you won one of the awards for that. I did, yes. I entered the costume competition in my Sansa Stark gown, mm-hmm. and I uh, I won a, a, a prize for um, being the best in the Masters division, I believe, I was placed <laughs> in. I don't know. It was very, it was very flattering. Everyone was very, very kind. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Everyone in a costume was amazing at that convention, so everyone should come in costume. Yes. Any costume, all the costumes, everyone be there. I love it. That's all I can say is that I love it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it again this year, and it's a little, a little bit later in May, so it'll be warmer too. I thought the weather was great, but yeah. yeah. Especially when you have layers and layers of fabric on. Yeah. Well, for the clothing, I, I guess. Yeah. Like I, I won't be in the gypsy wagon. I feel wagon bad too, for so the people in armor. <laughs> so true. There are oh, people in. Full leather armor, yeah. and it's just like, how are you doing that? Our poor, our poor Northmen in their yeah. furs and their clothes. Well, they're being authentic. That's how the Northmen felt when they went down south. Eh? <laughs> yes, I believe it. But it looks great. It adds a nice patina of authenticity to their clothing ensemble. <laughs> the, the, the sweat dripping down their arms. <laughs> you see a puddle yeah. forming around John's nose beat. That's exactly what I mean. That's exactly. That's okay. They they know what they're getting themselves into, and I think they they gripe, but they they like it. I think it's good. It's like camping, except wearing clothes. (laughs) (laughs) How do you camp? (laughs) That's how they do it in the south. Actually, sorry, I'm I'm from the south, where if you go camping, no matter what, it's just going to be like standing outside in a sauna. It's just awful. Let's go to the beach. Let's go camping at the beach. No, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. What well, else? That's, that's uh, all we have to cover, really. Like, uh, I, I thought we would take a break now and come back in a few minutes to do the bastards of Kingsgrave. Okay. So, all right. Just grab a water or a snack or anything. Water and a snack. I've got my laundry. That's what I'm doing. Folding cool. laundry. I'm right. painting right now. <laughs> I'm painting props for cosplay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool. what you, for what for? Like which pop? Uh, steampunk coming up. Uh, so steampunk. I'm just dry brushing some things. Very nice. Yeah. Tesla cool. Con. I'll restart getting... the call then in a minute, unless you two want to um, keep talking. But, uh, yeah. I was, I was gonna... I'm just getting coffee, so okay. I don't need yeah. to take any. I'll restart let, me, yeah. let me take my headphones off real fast. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, can you hear me? Let me get my... Yeah, I got my crappy headset today, so... Shit. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the other one? My brother's using it. Oh, okay. It's his, so he's like, no, you can't have it. I'm gaming. Anyways, hopefully it doesn't turn out too bad. Cool. And of course, I can't, couldn't find my copy of Clash for Kings. <coughs> oh. And I totally blame cleaning my room for that. Well, I took down some notes again, so like it, it, when I bring up stuff, you'll probably remember if you haven't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I read the summary on okay. Power of the Hand, but I mean, like I woke up early specifically to read it, and I'm like, where the hell is this book? <laughs> Okay, it looks like Laura is online. <coughs> yeah, and I have a cold, by the way, as you can hear. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Well, you know, for Bastards of Kingsgrave, uh, we're getting joined by a special guest, uh, Carly from the convention. Oh, awesome! Yeah, she saw it on Twitter, so she'll be joining us. 
she's she's got a cosplay from it too. Oh, awesome! She she does a potato girl. Cool. I might call her at the after show of this episode just to say hi oh. and to talk about convention coming up in the future. Awesome. But, uh, let's pull Lara in here. Oh, my mouse is messed up. Let's see. Add people. <coughs> Lara, add to call. Hello. Hi. Hi. Make sure I have everything here. I'm reading the chapters right now. <laughs> then you're one step above me. Yay. The summary. I forgot my Kindle at home this morning, and then I was like, "Shit, that's okay." I read. I read the Tower of the Hand summary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I figure we say Kyle and Mimi aren't here because the U.S. is presently in shutdown. So we oh, yeah. <laughs> they're not allowed to uh, podcast. Podcast yeah. is strictly for they're business. on strike. Yeah, Kyle and Mimi are part of the federal government, so <laughs> they're not essential service. Goddamn GOP. <clears throat> so what we'll do is, uh, well, I'll do the intro, I guess, and um, uh, quickly introduce Lara again. Sweet. Um, and then uh, I do have a couple podcast-related news I want to say at the start of the podcast in relation to... Like, I'll quickly mention the Collector's Edition, but what I'm going to talk about is the uh, nomination, because we're going to get that information out for how to nominate the yeah. podcast. Um, and hopefully we can get Ashley to that award ceremony if she wanted, right? If we win this. <laughs> <laughs> you should cosplay for it. Uh, <laughs> I'd be tempted. <laughs> Steampunk it. Yeah. Because Steampunk could fit. You'd still be dressed well, right? It wouldn't mm. feel like a cat ears thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be Inuyasha, Ashley. <laughs> I have a recorder open. Uh, oh, right. I should probably do that. Get one just in case. <clears throat> I also had the idea at, at the uh, end of each chapter, like, what, what I was thinking about is, uh, you know, how, like we have an art project. I'm just pasting it in there. Mm-hmm. We could like quickly let's just say like oh here's the image for that time and say something and I'll post that with the episode so we can go like we can be like chapter thirty six drawn by like Jackie and like what we thought of it so try that out Made it <laughs> <clears throat> and then when I post the episode I'll put links to it as well so all right I'll be back in a minute and then I'll be ready to start I think we're ready to start. sure okay I'll be back in a minute. Okay, I am back, plugged in. How do I sound? Good. The actual. Okay. I apologize. I apologize for my garbling. So far, so good. So hopefully, I'll be okay. Yeah, I don't think my internet will screw up again tonight. It's been pretty good in the last uh-huh. while. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna do this. Okay. You are listening to episode one. No, hold on. Is it episode one twenty one? <laughs> episode is it? One twenty one. Okay. Here. This has nothing to do with Game of Thrones, so I'll keep really quickly. But it does have to do with the time that we did the Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. uh, Bastards of Kingsgrave. I went to Fan Expo and I went to the Sailor Moon 20th oh, yeah. re- reunion anniversary thing. Mm. And there was a really cool um, round table type thing where they talked about like recording 
the uh, the show. And it was a little bit similar to the one that you went to, I mean, but it was pretty funny. And they everybody sang the Sailor Moon theme song. And I was going to get their autographs. And then I just kind of went like, uh, I don't know what to do. And then I just wandered away. I just kind of looked at them creepily for five minutes. I mean, it was like they didn't make the show, but I don't know. They were really great and like nice and funny. And this one girl was saying how like Sailor Moon was like her her little like oh, it's where I learned that girls are cool, too. And I don't know, it was really sweet. So I just wanted to say that happened. And if we ever do another Sailor Moon episode, I could talk about it at length. Sure, we will. Uh, first of all, I'll move this to the after show. Like, we'll have this there. So we'll move your comments <laughs> to the after show. Uh, and second, for sure, we'll do another episode uh, mm-hmm. when the uh, the new series comes out, right? We'd like to give our feedback. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah, forgot about that. I think that's coming out in uh, December. Yeah. So check they did say that none of the people at that panel, or none of the original voices are... Uh, going to do it but they're starting a petition or if you want them to guest star on it which is cool i don't think anything will come out of that but it's have they already like done the voice dub for it then like i think they already cast the voices Uh, for the english yeah Yeah. oh that's impressive Mm -hmm. yeah well uh voice acting has kind of gone up a notch since their day so i really don't mind they talked a lot about that Yeah, I mean, well, it's the nostalgia factor, right? I mean, yeah. especially yeah. That's when you go to these events, well, yeah, these people didn't make it, but like that's what we heard when we watched these mm-hmm. kids. Totally. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I, as much as I love Sailor Moon, I, I'm quite a, happy that they're not going with yeah. the original <laughs> cast. Yeah, because they are like 45. Uh, well, did you know all after voice- show, so we can keep talking about. Yeah. Them. I just wanted to mention because um, because I, I heard like what I've heard that maybe one of the reasons it was being delayed is they were having like fights over how to. <laughs> what the target audience was going to be. Was this going to be for like adults or is it going to be for kids? Oh yeah. That'd be interesting. It's kind of how like, I've actually seen some episodes of Avatar the last airbender now. Cause my boyfriend is like a huge fan and it's on Netflix and uh, he made me watch it and it's good. I got to catch up more, but it's kind of how like legend of Korra is more for like the, the people who are kids when they watched Avatar and now they're adults or a little bit older. So it's a little more mature. I think so. I feel like I don't know. Maybe Sailor Moon would be kind of the same thing because they know that people who grew up with Sailor Moon are now in their twenties. Well, they're they're making it for the Japanese audience, though, right? Mm. So I mean, mm. they're used to like they they dulled it down a lot for the North American one, and they don't do yeah. that anymore. Like they they don't censor the way they used to. Yeah. So I I, I wouldn't see that as being a problem. Mm. No, but it, it just seems like the currents are often still targeted toward uh, younger audience. Like, uh, but you're right. There won't be as any as much sensors on it. But still, the difference between like 14 and 24. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And did you know that the voice of Sailor Mars, uh, the woman who played her in uh, America, was the voice of the? She's the voice of all the Clean and Clear commercials. Of the what? You know the Clean and Clear, like that woman uh, who says Clean and Clear and under control. That's Sailor Mars. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> Somebody should I make a YouTube video of that. Like change. Yeah. She does all of them. She's done it for eight years. Cool. Wow. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's my factoid of the day. <laughs> Since we're on this topic, um, I'd like to really put all our um, Bastards of Kingsgrave on YouTube, especially the anime ones. Ooh. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, think, I think that medium doesn't work for a, for a podcast about one subject, like a podcast of Ice and Fire, but I think it will work for a variety one because... People like I go to YouTube when I'm looking for reviews for shows, and I can't find I I can barely find whatever I'm looking for. But I mean, like some of our episodes are things that I would have been looking for and would have loved to have found. That's true. There's probably other people out there in that same boat. Yeah, I feel like YouTube is a better like search 
function yeah. than iTunes does. Yeah. Yeah, BOK is a very niche show, like and very nostalgic, but there's people looking for it, right? And so this yeah. YouTube is a good way that that's where you, you look on YouTube for it. And in fact, I've I made a BOK YouTube. I just haven't put anything on it, so I'll send you that information because we'd like to have a BOK YouTube, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know how like some channels can connect different channels together. I don't know if we have to have a, be a certain size before we can do that or I don't know how all that works. Okay, I'll look into, into into that, but I will at least send you the password and log in for that, so we can uh, put them on YouTube. Well, I'll be able to do that as well to help do that. But I'll send or you. I mean, or if we just put it onto the podcast one. I mean, like it, it'd be nice to have it separate, but at the same time, getting higher hits for our YouTube page would is, <coughs> is only good, right? And yeah, I'd, I'd be open to people. I mean, um, people usually. Their subscribe list. They don't have to click on everything. So if it's not in their interest, they can just skip yeah. over it. Well, mm. Maybe we should mention to Mimi first. If we start putting anime on our YouTube. Should we? <laughs> the, the queen might get angry about that. This is Pokemon. Right. <laughs> uh, surprised we haven't had an episode about Pokemon. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, that, that, oh, Mimi was supposed to do an episode on tacos for Bastards of Kings, right? <laughs> on tacos. Yeah. Just an hour about tacos. Yeah. I love tacos. So this, so this stuff is all after show, but I'm, the, what I'm about to say, I'm going to put back at the start, is one more thing about podcast news: is Mimi and Kyle are having a meetup in San Diego. Is it next week? Something I'll, I'll post that when I post the episode. But it looks like it's open to listeners. So to uh, watch it not be, and just all these people show up, and Mimi and Kyle is like, "We're having romantic dinner." Go away. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't make enough reservations. Well, I think Mimi's boyfriend would be happy if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the Bigot HK with the dog and the butter. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Okay. That the what? No, it's a funny image though. Hound of the butter. Okay. Uh. So I, I I wrote some notes down so I can move through it if you want. Unless we have any comments you want to make yourselves. Unfortunately, not because I could not find my book. Yeah. And I've been, I mean, no. Oh, you mean I, you read you read and you made notes, but you lost them, right? Like they they're, they're on your bed or something. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I've been casually reading it, like words, this whole time. Like not like carefully, but like, oh, this is a thing that happened. I remember. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll just cut everything I said right now. We'll just pretend that you read it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm reading it. So you just say, go ahead, Amin. <laughs> go ahead, Amin. Okay. Let's see what we have here. Um, 